When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So hello and welcome to a very special URC preview episode of Rock and Rolls. We look ahead to the 22-23 season and ask the questions that nobody wanted answered. Joining me tonight, a man mintier than Mr. Soft Toothpaste. Johnny McGinty's here. How are you doing, Johnny? I'm very good, sir. How are you? I'm not too bad, thanks. Feels like it's been a while since I've done one of these. I know I've done one in between, but it feels like it's been a while. And a woman more Irish than Josh Van der Fleer's birth certificate, and that'll confuse a lot of people on Twitter. Patricia's with us. How are you doing, Patricia? Good, good. I don't even have an Irish birth certificate, so me and Josh have that in common. <laughs> I, when I... First was going to have you on. It was you and Rhiannon Garth Jones at the same time. So obviously she's yeah. a Welsh fan from Burnley who's living in Denmark. And at the time, I think you were in Jersey. So we had an Irish-Portuguese Jersey thing going on. So I'd like, my introductions were all over the fucking place. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> you just said replace Rhiannon with someone in every possible way a bit simpler. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Uh, that's how we should use it for our Johnny McGinty, like Rhiannon, but simpler. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to mess around too long. We've got the new season coming up. URC, obviously, the best league, as we all know. Are we excited for the new season? Are we raring to go? <laughs> I fucking know then. That's awkward silence all around. I think it's like the definition of insanity that we just keep doing this over and over again and we get the same results every time none of our teams are ever going to do anything but we're still here every season like yeah another season <laughs> look you say none of our teams are, are going to do anything but it was only a short while ago i granted two name changes ago three if you include a rainbow cup but it was only a short while ago <laughs> that we did something yeah i let you have one that's it now done <laughs> Oh, yeah, to be fair, actually, we won one, not massively either. So really, it's just you. Yeah, you're the only yeah. one. Well, my team was in both of those finals, so that's <laughs> going to count for something. Well, I mean, 
It depends on whether you count sin- silver medals as counting for something, I suppose. <laughs> so we we'll have to count. What are we doing? The... have to count. <laughs> While we're doing the um, ripping the piss out of your team, team, Patricia, we will do our own teams first because we've got Irish representation. We've got Scottish. Obviously, I'm Welsh. We'll look. So we've got Munster, Johnny, your Glasgow. I'm Scarlet. So the first question. Oh. <laughs> Still professional. <laughs> the first questions will be about our own teams. So my first thing is, can you describe last season in five words for me? So Patricia, I'll throw to you first because you're obviously come. You're the kind of person who would come prepared, and not the kind of person who'd rock up after Bath and the kids and decide to wing it. Uh, well, no yeah, one would know that if you hadn't told them. <laughs> <laughs> I think they would have known. They, they would have known. <laughs> Within yeah, the I next actually wrote five down, words. <laughs> I actually wrote down my words. I wrote down wasted potential, uh, fizzled out, and the word zombie, because that was the only positive part about Monster Season last year was when we sang zombie that one time. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. But we the rest of it shit. was... We were a bit shit, but I love the crumbies. Is the... <laughs> oh, I mean, look, you weren't there. You just don't get it. You weren't there. <laughs> it wasn't Vietnam. Or walking out of the Tobin Park shell shock for the season. You before. try getting across Dublin after a match where there's you know fifty thousand other people and it's rush hour and it, everyone's trying to get onto two trains to get back into the city. It was worse than Vietnam. <laughs> Someone should have told all the Exeter players that before they organise a stag weekend around it. <laughs> Uh, Johnny, have you got your five words to, for Glasgow last season? Uh, yep. Depressingly regular second half collapses. Pretty much sums up everything that happened for Glasgow. That's pretty Doesn't fair. fucking look like I was winging that, does it? <laughs> I'm like, Jay-Z, times, I know what I'm going to say. How many times did you count in your head to make sure that that was five words? Uh, as I was saying it that last time, I was still making sure. <laughs> I was I've had that one since Sunday. I was really hoping it was six and you'd get to the fifth word and just be like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Which would have been a depressingly regular second half collapse. <laughs> it would have been more fitting than we realised. Uh, I've gone nice and simple. My my five words for last season was, thank God for Sione Calamaphoni. Because Fair. With, without him or without Sam Lousy last year, the Scarlets were just plain fucking Lousy. We were, we were shocking at times, really, really bad. Potentially a happier because that that's a sign of the things to come from the three of us that all of us went pretty depressing, bathroom and cranberries. Um, <laughs> are we? It, let's see if we can be more positive about the year ahead. So five words to sum up this season coming. Go on, Johnny, because you're already shaking your head. Uh, we've made a winger captain. <clears throat> yeah, that's five. It's, <laughs> it's five. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, you know full well my feelings on this because it's a back three player. I've always said fullbacks should be. Maybe just make it back three players. Uh, full ba- fullbacks I'm obviously okay with, but I'd draw the line at wingers. Because I, I played I, wing for a long time and did very little and had even less interest. And I'm not sure those are qualities you want from your captain. Shock you as this might, I played winger once. <laughs> I did not enjoy it. 
I played winger in the valleys in the pissing down rain and the ball never got past 12 and it was fucking horrific. Oh, I've done that. Yeah, I've, oh. played, I've played on the wing in Herbert, which is absolutely fucking miserable in February. Well, Treherbert's miserable all year round, to be fair. It doesn't have to be February. It's but... an interesting place, Treherbert. <laughs> That's one way of describing Treherbert. It's an interesting place. Um, Patricia, your five words for the season coming up. Yeah, I said new beginnings and I'm cautiously optimistic. Oh, well, before you say I'm going to follow straight on with um, the hope that kills you for the Scarlet. <laughs> I think that that fittingly follows on from yours. I just think, fuck it. Why not? Why can't it be better? <laughs> it might be. I mean, we definitely can be better. It's just whether we will be better. Like There is absolutely no doubt we can be better than that shit we put out last year at times. Look, I've got a Ted Lasso Believe sign on the wall behind me and I'm choosing to listen to it. Things are going to be better for Munster this season. I know it. I'm just trying to move my... I said before this, I've got a new transparent notes thing. And I should have made it more transparent because I couldn't see the sign. So obviously it's not as transparent as I was led to believe. Yeah. Okay, I'll believe you. Sorry, I don't even have transparent notes and I couldn't see either, so... <laughs> I can see it there, I just can't see what it says. Um, I was going to do this here. We're going to, I'm going to flip these round. So, lastly, last season or this season, what are you angry thinking about when it comes to your club? Go on, Johnny. Everything from like <laughs> the forty-second minute onwards. The amount, do you know what makes me really angry? The amount of times last season that it would be like 55 minutes gone and Glasgow would be like fucking 15 points up and something would happen. You go, we're about to lose this game. And we lost it every single time. It was just so upsetting. Like, I don't understand how you could be in front in so many games and look like a decent coherent rugby team in so many games and then just like and there was always one moment where you're like oh look we're going to lose this game now and it's always <laughs> this is a tipping point yep here it goes <laughs> Patricia one thing that makes you angry yeah I think for me it was the way that the our previous coaching team sort of doubled down in ignoring anyone who had like under 30 Ireland caps because we had a couple of games early in the season. There was we went away to the Scarlets and we had a really, really young team out. Um, you know, your Casey's, your Coombs, Candellans, uh, Witcherleys, all of them. And we played really well. It was probably the best game Monster played all season, and it was like round three. So like everything went downhill after that. And then we had that Wasps game in Europe where our entire squad was in a COVID hotel in South Africa. So we had to bring loads of academy kids. We won that game really well. And then after that, it was like, well, it doesn't matter because any remotely important game, we're picking Connor Murray and Joey Carberry. And, you know, it, it was nothing changed. And it was like, everyone was crying out for these young players are playing so, so well. But it just, they were never given their opportunity. And it felt just really felt like wasted potential. Well, after that game, it felt like we did a full podcast episode just on Witcherly because he was that good in that game. I mean, it may yeah. have just been that we were a bit poor, but no, we did like a full, we became like a stand podcast for a week because those youngsters were so good for Munster. Yeah. Whenever they were allowed to play, they were all incredible. And I mean, Craig Casey's the 
probably the biggest example because you look at like he's something like 18 months younger than Antoine Dupont and he's got like four Ireland caps and he's not a regular starter for Munster and it's just kind of like you know you have this talent here and you're just not using it and it, it, it by the time it got to the end of the season and like the sort of even after the Six Nations it was starting to get really it was really almost hard to watch them sometimes because it was like we're not going to win this game because you won't pick these players yeah, that's great. It really hits it home when you say he's four months younger than Dupont. Like we can talk. About yeah, there's there's like there's like a year between them or something. Like they're not that much different in age, and it's like you look at the difference in. I'm not saying that he's on the same level as Dupont. Like no one is. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that. But it's like in terms of like a level of talent. Yeah. That if you'd have you know gone with him when he was nineteen twenty, he would you know. There's, he would be starting. He'd be Ireland starting scrum half. Like the opportunity is that he's been granted more than or less yeah. than Dupont does. Yeah. Uh, my one thing that I'm angry thinking about is how the WRU continue to fuck teams over. So the regions have done really well with signings. I think when you look that they've done it all fucking blind with regardless to budgets. Like it's not the way to run a successful business. And the regions should be knowing their budgets for the new season way before the season before ends. Like, as yeah. contracts are coming to an end, you need to know who's you can afford to renew and still bring players in. When you don't even know your budget, like, as the season's about to fucking kick off, how can you, you can't run a team like that or a club like it that. Actually, on the most team. basic level, doesn't make any sense. It, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. And it really does piss me off. Like, I, I don't understand how you're meant to be successful. Because there's no way, there's absolutely no fucking way of being able to go beyond like six months of planning. It, it, it's bonkers. So mm. that's in case you couldn't tell, that's my uh, that's my one thing that definitely makes me angry. Um, but let's make it a little bit happier. What are we happy thinking about? Go on, Patricia. RG Slyman's gonna make another comeback. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening it's happening guys the and this best one's five gonna, and a half this, minutes of your season this is the last one he's not gonna make any more comebacks after this because he's just gonna be back all the time and I'm really looking forward to it you know he's back in full training although I did uh I did have the realization that um Munster are playing the South Africa 15 in a few weeks yeah. um down in Cork and I I guess he's technically they could play him in that game South Africa could. So, like, he could end up with more minutes against Munster while he's contracted there than he has had for Munster because he keeps getting injured. So I don't really want that to happen, but either way, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him again. You know, he's going into his third season as a Munster player and he's played 50 minutes. So he keeps feeling like this new player every time. So it's still really exciting. But surely they could, he could play a half for each, couldn't that? I think Munster I'd would love have, that. Yeah, I'd Munster love would have that. the call, wouldn't they? Because... It's outside of international windows and all that thing. So mm-hmm. they could say, well, actually, but yeah, imagine if they went right. First half you play for South Africa, second half you play for us or the other way around. That'd be amazing. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. That'd be great. As long as we make sure that any Munster players keep any fucking fire pits well away <laughs> from South African players, you don't want to be taking those, especially not with that beard. They'll fucking go up. No, no barbecues allowed down there. Yeah. It's all right. It's, Nove- it's November in Cork. I don't think that there'll be any barbecues that'll be able to be lit anyway. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing him. He's still like, even though it's he's been with us for two years, it's still like he's our new shiny World Cup winning lock who's, you know, got 82 knee surgeries now. But I'm really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to it again. Has he got more knee surgeries than appearances since he's come to Man City? Now, which way is that toppled? No, he played. No, he played four games, and I think he only had the two surgeries. He's only so. got two. He's four games and two knees, so he's <laughs> definitely better off. <laughs> uh, my happy thinking about is um, an extra year for Dwayne Peel's attack to click, because there were glimpses towards the end of the season of what the Scarlets could do and what they were trying to do, and. I'm hoping an extra year is going to be enough for it to actually do. Like, it's no good talking about it. It's no good saying about how good he is. We know how good a coach he's been elsewhere. Like, now's the time when it's got to come together and we've actually got to perform. So I'm happy thinking about that. I do think that what I seen towards the end of last year were like little glimmers of hope. But as I said, it is the fucking hope that kills you. So we'll see. Uh, Johnny, what's your happy thinking about? Uh, Johnny doesn't answer, have one. Can I answer this one and the next one both together? I can't remember what the next one is, but sure. Uh, then, so the next one is your team's player of the season. Yeah, I got that. So about the only thing that I was happy thinking about about Glasgow last season, uh, Jack Dempsey. Oh, yeah. Just has like, basically in like a never-ending river of absolutely abominable, abominable shite. Every single week, <laughs> Jack Dempsey was brilliant. And, uh, and we've got him now for at least two more years. So, okay. Uh, your prediction for player of the season, Patricia, for Munster? Um, I went with, well, last, well, my player of the season from, la- like, who I would have picked as last season's player of the season, who I think is really going to kick on, is Alex Kandelin. Um, c- kind of contradicting what I said before, but Munster ended up with a really just whoa just back row injury situation last season so sort of they had no other choice but to let him be the guy Gavin yeah. Coombe spent a good bit of last season injured and we just ended up with so many back row injuries with Alex Kandelan was brought in to sort of be the guy and he was still he hasn't played a game for Munster yet as a senior player because he was still in the academy all last season and he was starting, you know, European knockout games and big important URC games and sort of bullying guys like playing like a senior player who has you know five years of career under his belt and he's he was still in the academy so I just think like it there's no way that he won't kick on from that and Coombs is actually injured for the first few rounds of this season so we should see him early on get like a good run um and yeah I think he's kind of unstoppable really it does bode well for you for when those internationals roll around as well you do have these youngsters who are uh, you know knocking on the door and I say like we know that you're a big fan of Coombs as well so if you to be bragging up someone who's playing in the same position you know that the talent's there it's fine because when Coombs comes back Alex Kandelan can just move to six or seven because he can actually play all of them so they can just both play at the same time that's like we saw that a couple of times last season um we didn't get to see it a lot just because of how disjointed things got with how many injuries we ended up with like we always had sort of at least three back rows injured and then we'd settle on like this is a really good trio to bring us forward and then one of them would get injured so we sort of have to you know mix up the whole back row again and um, so we didn't get to see him with sort of who you'd ideally want to see him with as much as we would have liked but hopefully now this season we'll get to see a lot more of him and he's actually like 
he's actually a senior player now. He's not in the academy anymore. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Really Big like season him. ahead. Um, for me, I've just narrowed it down to um, a kind of a nationality because um, they'll definitely be Tongan, I'm going to say. So it's either, it, it could be Fafita, it could be Calabafoni, it could be Sam Lousy. depends on which one finds the right form at the right time. But they'll definitely either play for Tonga or be born in Tonga. That's 100% my, my prediction. Uh, Calabafoni is unbelievable. He, he's an absolute machine. Sam Lousy had the form of his life. For Has he learned how to punch? I was going to say, it's surprising <laughs> when he decides to play rugby and not try to box because he is not Sonny Bill. He cannot fight. Um, and Fafita's looking like a hell of a sign. And like he was great for Wasps. And then in pre-season, mm. he's looking like he, he's sorted straight into his team. So yeah, our teams just... have done well out of all those players leaving Wasps, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, any any chance of you uh, getting a few Worcester players as well? There's a few Scotsmen banging around, around Worcester. Oh, yeah. it's uh, It's getting a bit awkward, actually, because... Mike Blair publicly said he wants uh, Sutherland and Van der Merwe back if it all goes tits up in Worcester. Um, but <laughs> Franco Smith's also said, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say no to either of them as well, actually, please, if they're going spare. And obviously the SRU controls both of their budgets. So if if the worst does happen, the SRU is going to have to kind of decide who gets who, if any of them. It's like divorced parents. Yeah, pretty much. Except fucking Edinburgh, I'll get everybody because that's what always happens. SRU Edinburgh bias. <laughs> it should be whoever loses in the uh, the cup should should take the the extra players, surely. No, yeah, like in the NFL with the teams who are yeah. shit, uh, extra draft picks. Okay, I'm gonna say we were shit. We just lost the 1872. Wow. I feel like it's kind of distasteful for them all to be hanging around, kind of like vultures and like Worcester are trying their best to survive <laughs> and really get through this season. And they're like, but we'll take him, him, and him. It's yeah. still just, just members of the SRU just hanging around outside the training ground, just like we nearly, over walls. SRU nearly bought Worcester a few years ago. Yeah, that was a weird one. happened. Yeah. And then you went to America. Well, uh, Old Glory DC instead. Yeah. yeah. Who, by I've the way, are that. absolute dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's more Scottish than that? Right. Um, oh. The big question that could work well, considering the way we started this podcast, what's the likelihood of a meltdown for us ahead of this season? At, at what point in the season do we think it's going to happen? Might be a better question, but the likelihood of a meltdown for us watching our teams Next season, or this? Oh, for us watching our teams. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Either or. Okay. I mean, you're going to melt down every. my answer. <laughs> every forty-first minute, it's Glasgow. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the, the likelihood of a Glasgow meltdown uh, is like maybe two or three out of ten because if they manage to, to still scrape into the playoffs in the fucking shit show that was last season, I really hope it's not going to be worse than that this year. <laughs> The likelihood of me having a, well, a meltdown watching them was significantly higher. <laughs> Patricia? Yeah, I would say the same. I wrote three as in like for Monster themselves because I don't think that they were a very meltdowny team. They just sort of, they just sort of like, they end up where they end up every year. It's it's it all, even if things aren't feel, feel like they aren't going well, and last season was a bad season for Monster. Um, but it never felt 
it never felt like they were having a meltdown it was just like oh okay we're bad this season like it was kind of just sort of okay but yeah we, yeah, we were for, really bad and what happened was we, we were the eighth seed into the playoffs instead of the like third or fourth seed into the playoffs like and I feel like Munster and Glasgow are quite similar like that yeah I think like you know Munster ended up in the quarterfinals of both competitions instead of the semi-finals it was like and it was a bad season obviously comparatively but like you know it wasn't it didn't feel it felt bad watching it because they weren't playing very well and they weren't playing in a way that made you want to watch and stuff but like it didn't feel like the wheels were coming off and they were on fire like it just felt like they were sort of it felt inevitable but like me watching them I don't feel like I can answer that because it kind of says a lot more about me than what they might be doing on the pitch. Like they could be winning 102 nil and I might have a meltdown and it could be completely unrelated. So it's like, but for Munster themselves, I think that it they're not really a meltdown sort of team, I don't think. I can't tell if that was like a politician's answer or like a, a therapy answer. Like, I think this is more about self Um, I, I've gone big, you know, I've gone eight out of 10 for me having a meltdown. Like they the likelihood of it happening. I've gone into this feeling optimistic and you'll see that with my prediction next. But like me and Scarlett, I think the same because we're a shit or bust team. Like we're either a team yeah. who is winning a title or we're in the final or we're in the semi-finals in Europe and we're, we're competing or we're like, well, we've completely fucked it. Like you, you talk about, well, we've had a badish season and we're still scraping into the playoffs, so that's fine. But like we don't do that. We either right, we we're capable of beating anyone or like we're playing in the Challenge Cup next year. So I, th- I think that's where the, the answers are Cup. different though, because Munster and Glasgow aren't really like that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. we we've never been those kind of teams. We've never been over. We're a solid, reliable team that we know we're gonna be there or thereabouts, like we're gonna be in the playoffs or we're gonna be in the champ because we don't. Like we, we've spent years where we can't get out of our fucking pool in the Challenge Cup or the Parker Pen Shield or whatever the stupid fucking names it's had to be used, which is not really a competition I give a shit about anyway. I've been quite open about that on you in the past. I, I don't really have much time for it to start with. But, you know, so, you know, I'd, I'd like to be in the Champions Cup, but it's, it's where everyone wants to be or the Aine Game Cup as it is again. Like, so Munster I, had their worst season. This season just gone was our worst league season since the season where we had to break glass for Razi Erasmus, but it still didn't feel like a meltdown like that it's yeah. kind of the weird thing is that it was by all like by all measures it was a terrible season but, it, but you know we were in the playoffs and we got to the quarterfinals of europe yeah so, by, by like christmas time we were like well danny wilson's definitely getting fired and it doesn't look like we're winning many more games but we we were still in the playoffs again and yeah yeah so because and it was kind of similar for us but because it like van gran announced very early in the season that he was leaving so then it was like, oh, well, no one's going to give a shit about this season then. They're not going to try and win anything because he doesn't care. So it was, yeah, it was kind of a weird one. But then even when we have good seasons, we kind of still have a meltdown because the year that we won the Pro 12, we had Liam Williams taking conversions. We had Adley Parks at 10. Like we we had Cubby on the wing and played Leinster with 14 men for much of the game. Like even when we're doing well, we're not. Like, even when we're successful, this is well, fucking men. Like, the Mon- number of Monsters breakdowns had, I had Monsters, doing the Leinster game. 
Munster's head coach had died that season, so enjoy your victory. <laughs> you really you put up with that for as long as you possibly could before you broke out the death. I was, yeah, that was actually being down on us. But you know, if you want to bring that up, I hope it so, felt good. It did. The it meltdown out front, though, like. <laughs> See if you're not having a meltdown watching your team. You're not really doing it right, are you? You don't care if you're not. Yeah, exactly. If you're not that, yeah. So knowing that we can often be doom and gloom, but we are all going in with a little bit of optimism. What's our, our predictions for our teams this year then to wrap it up? Patricia, what's what's your prediction for Munster this year? Um, I think it will be better than last season, but... I don't think that uh, Munster will end up with any silverware and I don't really think that we'll see them in a final. Um, I think it will probably be like back to sort of the semi-finals of both competitions. I think, you know, we've the first season of a first time head coach, you know, a new, a whole new team, like coaching team. I think it will be better than last season, but sort of on a level with the kind of couple that have come before. Johnny? Um, win the Pizza Crunch Shield finish somewhere between 5th and 8th go out to a South African team fairly standard <laughs> yeah I, I wrote some wishy-washy words down like might and could and I thought well, fuck it let, let's be bold now so I'm changing my answer on today so I'm going to say we will win the World Shield we'll finish above the Ospreys to win it which I okay. know isn't a, a glorious fucking interesting moment. And I'm going to say that we'll we'll sneak into the playoffs. I'm going to say we'll we'll sneak. We won't do much else, but we'll we'll be in the Champions Cup. We'll be in the Anakin Cup, and we'll sneak the playoffs. Which is, um, I was less confident than that until we started recording. So may, maybe it's the strawberry and chocolate, whatever the fuck it is that I'm drinking, talking. Are you sure it's not the Ted Lasso sign? It's the Ted Lasso sign. Believe that's what it is. We're going to get it up at Parker Scarlet. I'll have a word. <laughs> So that's enough about our teams, just in case on the rare occasion that somebody listening isn't a fan of just one of the three teams we've just talked about for however long. Mm-hmm. We'll move on to the league as a whole. So again, we're going to answer the questions that people really want answered that listen to the podcast, like what's the best kit for this year, Patricia? Uh, the Edinburgh away kit, the orange one. <laughs> well, I love orange jerseys. I'm sorry. Guess which one putting that into? <laughs> <laughs> I love orange jerseys I think it's an absolute travesty that more teams don't every team should be wearing well if every team wore orange it'd be an issue like but a lot of teams should wear orange I just I think uh, I think they're lovely um and I really like those Edinburgh ones um I like the dragons away kit as well the white one with the kind of the lines on it yeah I'm yeah I'm a fan of that but the Edinburgh one for me anyway I, I'm a bit disappointed by the Dragons one because I love the... But the Dragons will come out, hopefully, with a fucking mad kit for you. Uh, oh, when they, they had that purple one. The purple that's one. That's one of that my favourite like, kits of the last, like, however many years. I thought that kit was mine. wonderful. I yeah. love it. And then they had the orange one that was, like, the, the 80s, 90s Netherlands football top, mm. which was fantastic. I'm with Let's you. Let's be I real. Like, all the nicest kits this year are not in the URC. You yeah. know, when you said, well, what's the bit?" I wanted to write down the Racing Away kid. Why can't, why couldn't I write down that one? Like, well, that's clearly you need kid. to have some serious words. <laughs> I love that jersey so much. I actually want, I actually might buy one. Like, I love it. And the, um, the Bristol Bay's Away kit is, is amazing. Yeah, I like that I'm one. That oh, one. is that the mad, like, day glow graffiti colored one? Yeah. Which, which is kind of really similar to Munster's Away kit for this year, but I don't like that one. 
I'm not a yeah. fan of the monster kit. I, I can't work out whether I am or I'm not. It depends what mood I'm, I'm not in. interested in it. I, I almost put it in my worst kit, and then I kept looking at it, and I was like, is it is it that bad? And then I looked at it so much, I was like, I like it. And then I went back, and I was like, no, it could be the worst kit. So... I put it. I put it in. I put it in worse in brackets. I was like, I can't say that my team's kid is the worst one, but I, mean, I don't like it. Can. So, yeah. well, I'm not going. Oh, well, I'm not going to. So, <laughs> but I'm with you on orange kits. I love an orange kit. Mm. So, uh, orange or black or orange and blue is always going to work for me. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not blown away by any URC kits this year, to be honest. So you're not even going to pick one. I don't. I don't <laughs> mind the Glasgow. It's because he didn't do his homework, right. so he doesn't know oh, what any of the kids look like. No, I, I know exactly what they look like. They all look fucking horrendous. There's you'll, the pick his favourite URC vest, if you're asking though. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> I quite like. I like a Stormers kit because they don't change very much, other than the Mad Marvel ones that they all did a couple of years ago. I think the Star Wars ones are right. Even even Leinster, who are normally like relatively sensible, did that thing with all the fucking county badges. It's a shame because I, I like that jersey, as in the piping and the darker sleeves. Yeah. At, but the it's the weird like washed out county crests on the yeah. front. Just I feel look. like everyone's done something to ruin their jersey this year. There's like there are some that are all right, and then you're like, oh no, they've ruined it with that. There's also I have I'm, I haven't gone to have a look at that Leinster jersey yet, but like I live in Leinster, so I actually might. But I want to see which crest they put behind the badge and the four stars because I'm like, which county do you like the least? Which county is <laughs> the least important to you of the twelve, and why is it Longford? <laughs> uh, best kit I've gone for Connacht. I think the Connacht kit is quite nice. Mm, I'm, I like I'm that one. Suddenly grown quite fond of green, which I think might be Emily's doing. Because before I used to take the piss out of green, and now I would happily wear that. Um, I like I think the away be... Connacht kid as well, the sort of dark grey one. Yeah, I think I think Connacht have nailed it this year, and not just because everyone's getting excited because Mac Anson's in it. Um, <laughs> like... I'll tell you on the quiet, uh, BLK make really nice kits because they make, make they make the Connacht ones and they make the Stormers ones as well. Um, Stormers, I like the kit. It's sharks for me. Like I, I think sharks, despite the fact that sharks could do so much to have a better badge than the badge they've got. Like I love, oh, I love the badge. I like. I, I like, like it. How, like, yeah, I like oh, how like here like, it is. This is a little cartoon shark yeah, little, man. Little yeah. shark These guys, little What's legs. I love them. <laughs> I love what the dude was. Like if you could do so much with a badge that's a shark. And they use he's so bark, whimsical. From why would you want to do anything? He's like a little cheery running shark man. Why, why would you change that? But he's adorable. I'm expecting the little paper clip to come up and go like, I see you're trying to design a rugby shirt. Like, it's <laughs> terrible. The thing is, right, anybody else who got given a shark for a badge would make a big scary shark. And there's like nothing imaginative about that. The actual shark's badge is brilliant. Yeah, the sharks. If you look at the sharks badge and the sail sharks badge, yeah. which one of them do you want? Like, exactly. it's, it's actually oh, just a no-brainer. I want the um, the Mako's badge. I want the Tasman Mako's badge, which is glorious. It's a beautiful badge. It's the way a shark badge should be done. But he's on a little cartoon <laughs> shark with little tiny legs and a little mini rugby ball, like so. Sharks don't have legs or arms. They have neither of those. That's what makes them so amazing. Sharks also can't play rugby, so you know, like, why can't he have legs? I'm not having it, I won't accept it. Um, aside from the worst badges, 
what's the worst kit? So, Johnny, you've got a few to pick from if you... Yeah, the sound of basically fucking all of them, but mostly the Edinburgh away kit and the Scarlet's away kit. I said the Scarlet's away kit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, I was expecting some A to be thrown at the Scarlet's home kit, but I disagree with that. I think, it, at worst, it's me. The Scarlet's I actually wrote kit. Scarlet's home and away because I think they're both diabolical, but especially the away one. I Scarlet's Scarlet's traditionally make horrendous kits. Do you remember a couple of years ago when it was like the 17 sponsors? <laughs> that, that was the 17. Worst kit there's ever been. It looked it's like a NASCAR kit. <laughs> like, I think the, the Scarlet's away kit is a thing of beauty. I have no clue how it has anything in a way to do with beating New Zealand or like 50 I think they just wanted to tell people that they beat New Zealand. <laughs> just any way they could. They should just have a big yeah. 9-3 on the front. <laughs> just like all, all the Maybe when you look at it, shit. maybe when you look at it, all the stripes just say, we beat the All Blacks, we beat the All Blacks, we beat the All Blacks. <laughs> did you beat the that's All Blacks? What, that's what the All <laughs> That's what the little red pinstripes are. I just um, think they're both ugly kids. I think I'd know I love the weekend and I was very close to being the best kid, but in the opposite way to you couldn't choose it. I couldn't choose a scarlet kit as a best kit because it just looks like I'm just choosing it for the scarlet. I genuinely love the blue and gold. It's fucking great. Um, worst kit for me, which has already come up, I, I think the less the Leinster one is really shit. Even without even without the county badges, I just think it's really shit. Like they could have done oh, so um, much with those colours and those, and I just think it looks. And they were like, "Oh, it's like a throwback to the." It's not. It's fucking wank. I like <laughs> the fact that Leinster kits still have the off center four stars and have done for several years now because <laughs> they keep not winning. Every time I look at a Leinster kit, like I'm normally not smiling when I see one, but then I see that and it it just it brings me a little bit of happiness. Too. Makes, it makes me really happy as well. <laughs> uh, the Glasgow weekend also pretty immense with the like red. Uh, uh, shout out to the Caledonian Reds shoulder patches thing. I think you fucking killed off the Caledonian Reds, which, by the way, was my region. And two years ago, they did their like limited edition warm up kit, which was basically just an old Cali Reds kit. So it's like they've run out of an uh, run out of ideas in like eighteen months and decided to dig up the grave of the Cali Reds again just to ruin the away kit with. Do you think that um, people designing rugby kits need to stop thinking so much about? Why they're making them look the way they do, and just yeah, like why does it need a fucking backstory? Fucking nice. It's not a Marvel character. Yeah. Just make a fucking kit. You know when Monster had that? Uh, it was their last away kit, the one, the grey one that they've had for the last couple of years with the yeah. weird like pattern on it. That was meant. That looked like that because it was meant to look like the coal of the cliffs of um down at the Burr and the cliffs of Moher. And I was like, it just looks like you. Yourself. It looks like someone put out the fire like two days ago and then that's your kit. Like, but like it doesn't have to have it doesn't have to look like it definitely doesn't look like that. It's just grey. Like just, we're just one step gray. away from them telling us what the kit is for interpretive dance. Like that's that's the only <laughs> thing. Why why does it I'd why love does, to see that though? Why does a top need an origin story? It just doesn't make sense. No. I, and then the Scarlet started this whole county badges thing, if you remember, where they did like all different things and it looked like a fucking tea towel you'd buy a 10 Oh yeah, like, and then you couldn't see it for all the sponsors. <laughs> that was the, it was the white and blue one, so they didn't have as many sponsors on that because everyone was fucking up my name. They that. went from 22 sponsors down to 16, and it was like, oh my god, the kids are so much less cluttered this year. It's great. <laughs> all right, all right. The WRU I think tell us what our budget to... is. We've got to make money any way we can, all right? Everyone needs to take a leaf out of Ulster's book when it comes to kids. Just make them the same color every year, just plain. 
Yeah, and they, they, they're they always fine. That that was almost my worst kit, even though I don't think they've released it yet this year, as far as I can see. But I know what it's going to look like, and I know I'm not going to like it. It's going to be white with a bit of red on the collar. And if you really I like Ulster like kits. It might I, have think red the, I think they're nice. I think they're clean looking. Yeah. No. no. And you don't get a fucking pamphlet with an Ulster kit that tells you the origin of the Ulster kit. It's red because this, of yeah. This white away kit is inspired by the fact that our away kit is white every year. Good, thank you. That's what your fucking kit's meant to be. Do you like. know when? Do you know done. what I said a bit earlier on that um, more teams should wear orange kits? Ulster's not. <laughs> yeah, one Ulster of them, maybe not. <laughs> well, I, I think Ulster team, need to stick to white. That's really setting your stall out in Ulster. <laughs> Everyone should be made to have at least one white or one black kit. I think. So you go right. Let's stop this color clash bollocks. One kid's yeah. what do you well, end up? You, otherwise, you end up like Ireland, whose home kit is green and whose away kit is also green. Yeah, <laughs> a, a slightly dirtier green. I like the way they do it in America, where everybody's change kit is white. Everyone gets yeah. their team colors for the home kit. Their change kit's white, and then nobody's ever clashing. Yeah, so, and then and then if your own kit's already white, then you can have a colored away kit as long yeah. as one of your kits is white. Well, black, Ulster could just have green. a red home kit. Yeah. And then they're awake, it could still be white, and yeah. also it would nothing would change for Ulster, it'd be great, they'd love it. Yeah. But I don't like with Ulster, they've got the, the, the white kit, and then occasionally they'll splash a bit of red on it, like fucking Shaun of the Dead. And they'll just be like a red splodge, but it'll be on the sleeve or on the oh, Or they had a yellow, they had a yellow kit last season that was rank. Oh yeah, that was horrible. horrible. Was that their European kit or something? Yeah, I think so. Just not nice at all. They had like a really charcoaly grey kit a couple of years ago. Look, know, I can't that stress that enough how much the Rassing away jersey is just better than everything oh, we're talking it's about. It's really not, though. <laughs> it's so fucking horrible. I, I'm with Patricia on this. I, I love it. No, love it's awful. Kit. It's really, really horrible. Like, I don't mind a mad kit, but that's just, that's not a mad, that's just an awful kit. And they didn't have to tell us why it looked like that. It just looked like <laughs> that. It wasn't like this is symbolising. No, it's just, yeah. we just made it fun. I think, to be honest, I think when you've got Finn Russell in your team and a big disco arena and a wine cellar underneath your training gown, you probably don't have to explain why your kit's mad as fuck. Yeah. Like that yeah. kind of speaks for itself. Is Finn allowed to have more than three glasses of wine when he's with them, though? Or is he is in the disco? I imagine so. I assume they get a couple for lunch. I'd... What, who was was it? Steve Thompson was him when he was playing in France. They'd have like a glass of red before training in the morning. It all turned up. That's so fun. Yeah, and they were like, "Why do you want to play in France?" And he's like, "Fucking guess." Like, was it was it uh, Jackman that got fired in France because he, he he took all the pastries away from the lunch buffet and then yeah, they, like, that is why Bernard Jackman lost his job. <laughs> Jackman, yeah, <laughs> big burn. And then he went to coach the Dragons. Stole he was too shit even from. for the Dragons. Yeah, he basically was like, yeah, we're, we're not having pastries for breakfast. And all the players were like, I'm fucking playing for you then. And they, they like went on strike until they got fired. An actual revolt over them. Well, we know what it's like. Waffles cost what France are fucking situations, yeah. Robbie. Um, a few big signings throughout the, throughout the league, different clubs. What's the, the best signing this season for you? Go on, Johnny. Fafita, probably, I think. Um, Valentine's um, a good signing but I don't think he's going to play very much yeah. even with yeah. the whole like oh we're not clashing with the internationals I still think that he's going to be either too busy or too injured um, it's a year but, before a World Cup like no one's yeah. test players are going to play any fucking games in the URC nope. this season 
But uh, but nobody in the URC uh, gives a fuck about Tonga and Fafita is not going to play for the All Blacks again, so he'll just get flogged to death by the Scarlets. And he's a really good player. I, I agree completely. As I said, like him, Lousy, and um, Calvafoni are going to be going to be huge this year. He, he looks a fantastic signing. I still can't quite believe he pulled it off. The, the Welsh regions have actually done really well. Like, considering my rant about the WIU, not telling them their budgets. They've actually done quite well. Uh, Patricia, I think I know where I mean, you I might th- be going with this. I think it probably is just Evan Etabeth, but I feel like it would be remiss of me to not shout out Munster's latest uh, very handsome World Cup winning centre. You know, we've replaced a very handsome World Cup winning centre with Malachi Fekatoa, um, who has played really fucking well in Munster's two preseason games. You know, he's like quick out the blocks for just putting in good performances in two games that we did lose, like, but the preseason games doesn't matter. But um, he played, he was like standing out and it's obviously he's standing out. He's Malachi Fekatoa. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it throughout the season. Him and Antoine Friche, I want to see them play together. Um, I think that'll be a really, really interesting combo. But also like Evan Etebeth is in the URC now. So I feel like it probably, he probably is the best signing in the league this season. Yeah. Um, I can't argue with either if you'd picked either. Um, Estebeth, as much as he been plays on my tits, and someone said it, it was a Phil Lewis, I suppose, said he looks like a, a haggard bull rat or something along those lines. And I can't unsee it now. But... Obviously, said that from a safe distance, though. <laughs> yeah. Said no, that no. privately. Yeah. <laughs> You've gone about to dry there. <laughs> Imagine that one. Imagine having to go see Phil in hospital because he <laughs> he's tracking because you accidentally told Evan Etzebeth he was talking shit about. Imagine a remake of Borat where they change nothing except Evan Etzebeth plays Borat. I want to see I'm, it now. I am in. I'm all over that. Um, but yeah, great effect at all. Like when when you lo- lose Damien Dialendi and you go, how can we replace him? That's the only obvious answer. Like we need someone who's not only brilliant in the centre, but that we can put all our, all our posters about New Jersey's. That's going to be factual then. That be we need someone as handsome as Damien Delende, who's won the same amount of World Cups as Damien Delende. Like, you know, you've got Malaga Vector. There you go. Let's dispel this myth. He's not quite as handsome as Damien Delende, despite... I don't know. Is, I don't despite know. Despite what Johnny says as well. I was about to say... I think Fekatoa is significantly better looking. I think he, I think he's a he's a good looking guy. Oh, so I, I think I'm losing I'm losing signal. I'm losing Wi-Fi <laughs> <laughs> from both of us. It's I'm just going to be 20 more minutes of you talking about dealing. Well, mate, that's the question that I almost put in, and then I didn't. Was like now that Damien Dialende has gone to Japan, who is the sexiest player in the URC, and why does Johnny think it's Alan Dell? Uh, it's Hugh Jones. Hugh Jones is back at Glasgow. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it is Malachi Fekatoa, though. Like, so I was going to say, Hugh Johnson isn't even the sexiest centre in the US. <laughs> that's, that's that one dispelled. Foxy's Foxy in with a shout as well. Uh, he keeps looking. So best. we're all picking centres, is what we're saying. Yeah, I'm not sure how it's happened. The centres <laughs> are apparently now the sexiest position in in rugby, definitely in the URC. Anyway. Uh, Best signings I've got so much the same as we got Falatau, Fekatoa, Fafita, uh, Eben. Seal uh, Tompkins will be a, a big one, I think, for the Dragons. That'll be an interesting signing. And um, Sam Skinner at Edinburgh, um, going back, that is a, a good bat. 
I want to say Fafita, but I don't want to like fucking curse it because I'm a Scarlet's fan and we'll end up having a shit season. So I'll go Fakatoa because I like Munster, but I don't mind cursing them. So um, yeah, I'll go Fakatoa as the best signing as well because he's going to sell shirts as well. Like he, uh, I, I want that guy. If I was a Munster fan and I got the chance to see Fakatoa plastered on posters, like fucking. They should have sent him to the launch. They had the URC launch thing was today, and uh, they should have sent Fakatoa to be honest to take the official photos just to sex it up a bit. Well, I mean, we've seen some sexy unofficial photos of Fakatoa if anyone who's having to stumble across those ones online. And I can say that they sent, they sent they sent Andrew Conway, and like, look, I love Andrew Conway probably more than anyone in the world that's not his immediate family, like, um. But you know, not probably maybe not who I would have sent for sexy photo shoot time. Yeah, agreed. Um, I was gonna say as well, there's a few players, perhaps with um, a point to prove this year. A few players who think who's the biggest player. I don't know. Sure, I would. So the biggest player with a point to prove. The player with the biggest point. Player to with prove. the biggest point to prove. Yeah, yes. I think that's. Yeah, that's bouncing. Smooth and professional as always from me. Uh, <laughs> and you're the one with the see-through notes as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've just said player with point to prove on my notes. So, I'll... Uh, yeah, the player with the biggest point to prove. Do you reckon, Johnny? Go on. Uh, Liam Williams, I think. Yeah. Good chance. If he get if he gets a chance to play. Uh, New team wasn't massively impressive in Scarlets, was a whiny little shite at Scarlets. Going down, is down, is down on form, is down on form internationally as well. Hasn't yeah. really been playing well for a while. Yeah. I think that's the, the only thing with Liam Williams is other than like people who don't like him and fans of his own team. No one really cares about his regional form as long as he turns up and does it on international level. So if he's playing well internationally, no one really gives a shit what he's doing with the Scarlet. No one will really care what he's doing with the Blues. So I think that's the only thing. Because you're right, like he, he really needs to, to step up now. Because he's a player who goes through fits and starts. I think like when he's good, he's fucking excellent. He's a brilliant player. Counter-attacking wise, I know Johnny's not going to like how much and say how much praise I'm going to throw on him, but you know he's a brilliant counter-attacker. He's good under the high ball, but then he goes through phases as well. But he isn't at that level or the level that he can be. And so, yes, it's a good show to say he really needs to turn he, that around. He was by far the best URC fullback in the Lions team last year. Let's say that for him. <laughs> Johnny, you need to hashtag be kind. <laughs> But we're gonna we're gonna move on from that one before we. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Patricia, your player with the biggest point to prove. Um, I actually said Joey Carberry, kind of a weird one, but I feel like you know we're going into this is his third. Well, it's like his second full season. It's been you know two and a half seasons now since he came back from that injury, and I feel like since he came back, it's been it's going to come good, it's going to come good, it's going to come good. And I don't think it has, personally. I don't think that we've seen anything near like what we should be seeing from him. And I think, you know, kind of like I said earlier, like he was given countless chances. He was never going to be dropped last season. I think unless he comes out of the blocks pretty much straight away as the Joey Carberry that there was the potential to be before he had that injury, he won't get those countless chances this season. And I think we could see, certainly by the Six Nations, him 
really have slipped down the pecking order, um, certainly at international level, but at Munster as well. You know, Healy's there. Jack Crowley is, is like, great already. You know, he's he's ready to take that over. And I just think Joey needs, Joey needs to come good and he needs to come good now. Otherwise, it's not over, like, because it's a bit dramatic, like, but it's, I think it will start to slide down for him very quickly. Yeah, and, and like, there was so much expectation on him. I think when he went yeah. to Munster, like, he did look like the next successor to sex. Then he looked like he was naturally going to slot. It's like pre-injury Joey and post-injury Joey are yeah. two like different stratospheres of players. And I know that that happens quite a lot, but it's been you know two and a half years now since he came back. And I just think if you're going to keep persisting with him, it, it, it has to come good. And I don't think he has a lot of time left for it to happen for him before Munster and Ireland just sort of go, well, okay, you know, we've given you two and a half years, but we have these two 21, 22 year olds here. So, you know, we're going to go with them now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, for me, someone um, who's also left the Scarlets and someone who needs to prove himself for international needs, I've gone for Rob Evans. I think, like, he was first choice tight end for Wales like nine, three years ago, and, and easily so. I know he'd like vanquished the Mickey Smith ghost that was hanging over him. Now the Scarlets have dropped him. He's silenced the doubters like I don't know how many times in the past, and he'll really want to bite the Scarlets on the ass for, for dropping him, I think. But now really needs to be the time. Like he's proven his ability, especially around the park. He, he's a, a decent try scorer for a for a prop, but it's getting everything else right as well and proving that he can be solid at the set piece, that he's good in the scrum, that he can do his job at the lineup. So he's a big one for me now that he's at the Dragons, and the Dragons really really fucking need front row players or uh, certainly front five players with a bit of grunt about them as well which he doesn't seem to be that player he's been a bit more of a classy loose head perhaps in the past so it'll be to see if he can adapt to that and give the dragons something that they've been missing um fraser you want who's your, your biggest bastard or shit house ahead of the uh urc this season then do you know what? I think that me and Patricia can really answer this with the exact same sentence and just swap the names around. Because <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm going to tell you what I wrote down. You go first. I'm going to say it's probably Ryan Wilson, but I'm going to say Peter Romani. I said it's definitely Peter Romani, but I can't say that, so I'm saying Ryan Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean I get the deciding vote on this? <laughs> because I have picked Peter Romani as well. <laughs> because there's something about Ryan Wilson I love. Right. <laughs> Whereas Peter Romani, despite being very similar in temperament, I fucking hate. Right. I remember when he decapitated Colin the Caterpillar, and I still haven't forgiven him for it, right? But also Peter Romani is just an exponentially better rugby player. So like... it's got nothing to do with it. Right. <laughs> I'm not happy with Peter Romani. And I it got worse because he seems to have done a couple of things against the Scarlets as well, and a couple of things against Wales. And so Peter Romani for me is is like do you know what I think it is? I think that Ryan Wilson's got like comedy self-awareness. That I don't yeah. think Peter Romani's got. I think he's more of a like cartoon villain about it. Whereas yeah. Yeah. I feel like Romani's a bit more like hateable, I guess. Yeah. So not me, like, I don't hate him. That's my that's my captain. Like you, you live too close to him to be free to say like <laughs> Ryan Winslow's kind of twiddling his mustache and smiling at the camera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. I did well, say also 
um, Adre Smith because he got bans for biting and gouging last season. So I yeah. just feel like, you know, we can have the whole Ryan Wilson, Peter Romani thing, but this guy is biting and gouging people. So yeah, yeah. he is an actual show. He's a, yeah, an actual boss. And, like, and this is a league that now has Eben in it and none of us picked him. That's so many shit that was his we've got. I'm quite happy with that. Um, a lot of games, like one of the criticisms of the URC is that maybe there's a few things that it's difficult to care about. So before we get into that one, which game are we looking forward to the most? Well, I won't have helped that because the two games that are my actual answers aren't URC games, but I do have a URC <laughs> answer, um, which is Monster Have a Block. It's three games in a row, but not three weeks in a row, if you know what I mean. So yeah. like three rounds consecutively. It's I think it's just before and just after the Six Nations where our with three games of Bowman Park in a row and it's um Glasgow Ospreys and Scarlet and it's not like a present company thing I'm not like I'm not trying to flatter you two like but I love when Munster <laughs> oh, play we know that <laughs> yeah I love when Munster play teams that they have a kind of a narrative with you know what I mean like Munster have a few sort of narrative teams like that and Glasgow and Scarlet are really two of them and yeah I'm really looking forward to that as a block like playing those three teams I think that's really fun it's kind of a an enemy type thing that um, once you already have a lot of other times in the season so I'm looking forward to that but that that was like my URC answer and then my actual answers were other games because we're playing South Africa so uh, that, that's fair I'll give you that I thought yeah that's acceptable like, yeah. I thought you were going to be like oh it's uh, Bristol Bay yeah. Harrison yeah. well, to, well <laughs> we're playing South Africa yeah. <laughs> we're playing South Africa and Toulouse are in our European pool which like after the penalty shootout is obviously you know looking forward to Toulouse coming back to town and Ed Sheeran's not in our stadium that day so like they'll actually be coming to Thoma Park so I feel like they're two quite big deals but like I am when I saw the fixtures the first thing I was like that Glasgow Scarlet Ospreys block whatever order they're in I'm really looking forward to that just from like the the narrative team thing. I really, I really enjoy that. And I'd always look forward to a day where Ed Sheeran is further away from me than he could have been. <laughs> <laughs> All the things you can see. What, when I had to sit down, on. when I had to sit down on a train in Dublin and think I should be in the East Terrace of Thoman Park right now watching this game, and instead I'm in fucking South Dublin. I've never hated a human being more than I hated Ed Sheeran in that moment. Even Antoine Dupont taking the penalties in the shootout, I didn't hate him for it. But I hated Ed Sheeran and his little fucking guitar that day. He could have been singing Galway Girl as well at that very point. He, pro- you know, he probably was. And he probably tried to change it to be like, oh, because I'm in Ireland. Well, you weren't in Galway. You were in Limerick in our stadium. So <laughs> Get the- I love how angry you still are. Understand Because I had to go to South Dublin, Johnny. You don't understand. <laughs> I had to walk Johnny through Gold Bridge to get there. I'd, I'd be more angry that Ed Sheeran was in my stadium. I was angry when Ed Sheeran was in the Millennium Stadium. And then I hated both- seeing the photos of him on the pitch in Thoman Park with like the monster stuff still up. I was like, those people in the East Terrace, they don't even know. They're there to watch Ed Sheeran. It was when the like monster players went to watch it. I was like, what are you doing? Why are you like? Why are you entertaining this? It just oh, it wasn't You're enabling it. Wasn't a good yeah. week. Well, after he played um, the Millennium, they had to book Ramstein for the next one just to burn off the mediocrity with their fucking firewalls. <laughs> uh, that was the only way to make sure they're 95 page yeah. pyrotechnics right there. <laughs> like Men in Black, where they come in and burn everything after the aliens been there. Like. Um, Johnny, which game are you looking forward to? Uh, Glasgow have got the Bulls 
on a Saturday night at the start of the October holidays at Scotstown, and I'm going to try and go. So I'm very excited about that. This is like this is what I love about the URC is getting to go and watch these South African teams. And like, mm-hmm. and not the pretend ones like we used to have, like proper South Africa. Real ones. Yeah, RIP the cheaters. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we've uh, we've got the Bulls and the Stormers at Scotstown this year, which will be great. Yeah, we've so, got the Bulls that. and the Lions, I think. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going to see the Bulls now. I think that's actually our first our first home game of the season, I think. That'll be good. Against the Bulls. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I tell you the only thing I miss about, I think it was the Cheetahs. Yeah, it must have been because it wasn't the Kings. Was um, if you remember just before they like ended them, they did the competition for which shirt should we pick? And they were all orange and black to start with, but one of them was like the outline of like a, a like I can't call it a cityscape because it was like a countryside thing. Oh yeah, black oh, skin against the that, orange. Yeah. It was fucking amazing. I really wanted that to win, and I would have bought that jersey. And instead of releasing that jersey, they just said, let's just fucking disband the team. Jerseys will never get better than this. Let's just stop it all now. So, yeah, that's the only thing I miss about the cheetahs. They should have made their badge a little whimsical cartoon cheetah running with little tiny exactly. arms and legs. Oh, and they would, like, they'd still be in the URC now. Like. And enough, absolutely nobody. <laughs> fucking fucking the, the game I'm most looking forward to, um, I didn't want to pick a Scarlet's game because I could never truly look forward to one because I, I just, they all come at me with an air of um, something's going to go wrong. So I've gone, I don't know if it's better or it's worse than it's a final week, but I've gone from Munster v Sharks because they're like two teams that I really like and there's potentially something riding on that. So it could all be wrapped up and then I'll be on a donut, but it could be really important for playoffs or even for a title. So um yeah, Munster v Sharks final game of the season. That's that's my pick, and I think all the games kick off at the same time usually on the final week. So I won't have to watch the Scarlets because I can watch that instead. So there's another. Maybe week. I will watch the Scarlets. That's it. Not a lie. <laughs> I can't even. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, and I did say like people do say that this league can be a bit disinterested because of all the teams on it. So uh, which game are you looking forward to watching least? any game with Leinster in it but specifically the ones where Munster are playing them because it's just it's boring and it's inevitable and it's I'm I'm actually well I bought I bought tickets to both Leinster games home and away this season so kind of going back on myself there a little bit but I'm not looking forward to them I'm going but I'm not looking forward to them I won't have fun well yeah there was 10 euro there was 10 euro tickets for the Leinster Munster game they leave the stadium because they can't sell out that stadium for love or money Leinster can't so they're having to sell tickets off for a tenner um, so I said, yeah, fuck it, it's a tenner, like, but it's going to be a shaming, like, and yeah, it's just like specifically, I guess, Monster Leinster, because it used to be this big thing and now it kind of isn't. And it's just, I just don't like watching it. <laughs> but you are going twice. I'm going twice. <laughs> yeah, I'm going on since Stephen's day and I'm going there in October, like, so, but I'll, I'll have my eyes closed the whole time. <laughs> Johnny, which game are you looking forward to least? Zebra they put out of their misery. So, like, all of their games, apart from the one where they inexplicably get uncomfortably close to us. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, they were so close to Edinburgh, in Edinburgh last year, that they needed a last-minute penalty to beat them. So That's why it's not all Zebra games, because some games are funny. Like, Zebra v. <laughs> that was... Like, that's very yeah, funny. Zebra, Zebra's game against Edinburgh last year was 
extremely funny. I was checking in every couple of minutes on Craig Manson to ask him how he was getting on because he was there. Uh, and not having a good time is how he was getting on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, I, I know I, I go down on, on, I put Cardiff down a lot on you. And it, it's it's going to be worse now because there's there's no Wally to defend them. Like, it was at least an half in jest when he was here. But, like, if Zebra turn over Cardiff, that would be hilarious. And if they've done, like, they've pushed them close and done them so many times, it's, it's great. Um, I'm Zebra Dragons for the yeah. reason that it's, it's not very exciting. Who wins makes very little difference, usually, to anything in the league. And I like the Dragons enough that I don't want the upset of Zebra beating them as well. So, like, that, it, it's a loser in every single way possible. Unless both teams go, fuck it, let's throw this ball around and make an exhibition game, which isn't going to happen. Like, that's... <laughs> and then the other yeah. one... Is, yeah, I'd be worried um, about what it was an exhibition of. And then the other one, I mean, maybe kits, because we've always said the Dragons kit is very likable and Zebra usually come up with some brilliant shit. I, I don't know. Have they released their kit this year? They're not they're not doing the zebra like zebra print thing anymore because they're zebra parma now. So they've gone well, back to zebra. like their yeah well well like well, don't don't get angry at me about it. I'm just What's saying that, Patricia, what are you they're doing? not doing the zebra thing this year. <laughs> you know what yeah, they need you know what instantly to... improves zebra their fortunes and their kits. Tiny little cartoons zebra on their badge, little arms and legs. There we go. There we go. Um, my, they my need to go game. from zebra to the zebras, yeah, and then they'll be unbeatable. <laughs> Fuck off! Right. Um, <laughs> my other game I'm really looking forward to is um, Leinster Edinburgh, uh, and that's because Leinster are the baddies, as we know. And then over the years, Johnny, you like to to, to I, I've grown a dislike for Edinburgh, like. As a Scarlet's fan, like cheating snide little bastards that they are, I've really grown a dislike for it. So it's like alien versus predator. Like no matter who wins, I lose. Like and I never want to see. I feel like I haven't, I haven't been given the opportunity to grow a disliking for Leinster because of or for Edinburgh, sorry, because I'm just too focused on Glasgow. Like it's just, it's just hashtag justice for Conor Murray's standing leg around here. I haven't got time to look at Edinburgh. Like this is the difference: is that Steph empathizes with me and starts to dislike Edinburgh because I don't like Edinburgh. Whereas you're just like, oh, you like Glasgow, do you? Well, do you know what? Fuck Glasgow, then. You like Glasgow? Fuck Glasgow. Maybe if Glasgow had been nicer to our players (laughs) over the years, I wouldn't. Do we need need to get back into the eye gouging again? That was so funny because it was really blatant and nothing happened. Because it, <laughs> it was Ryan Wilson, it. it was the victim, that's why. Yeah. Like, that I think as well, I forgot about that, that's really funny. Maybe mine comes from um, an instant dislike of anyone posh. Like, if you're posh, you've got to win me around. I always think of anyone. Oh, no, look, I get it. Like I just me. feel like I only have time to have one Scottish enemy team and, like, the space <laughs> has been filled. That's all. Well, I, I think you've chosen badly myself. I'm, I'm more of the... I've got a, a very look. I didn't. I didn't choose it. Glasgow did. <laughs> Are you victim shaming us? <laughs> look, I'm the victim. Is Connor Murray's leg? <laughs> Connor Murray, uh, possibly an outside shout for sexiest player. No, I thought you were going to see outside shout for biggest shithouse, which is also oh, both. Both. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I've never. That was like a big thing when we were in school was all the girls because they used to have Justin Bieber here when we were younger and everyone was like, oh my god, Connor. I was like, no, 
More now. <laughs> More now. Um, right. This week, obviously, in Wales, as we're recording this, we've just had Clash at the Castle, which wasn't in the castle, but there we go. Clash. It's close yeah. enough for Americans, though. Yeah. Clash in a close proximity to the castle doesn't quite roll off the tongue as well. Clash um, near the castle. <laughs> Clash adjacent to the castle. Um, <laughs> simple question. The obvious question. URC, everyone in, who wins a Royal Rumble? Will we just all say it after three? <laughs> well, I think I've gone different. I'll oh, really? Different. I yeah. And I actually I actually just had the thought pop into my head, but like, were you going to say Evan Etzebeth? Because that was what yeah, I was saying. Yeah, of course I am, yeah. Because yeah. everyone who doesn't say Evan Etzebeth is fucking absolutely unhinged from reality. Who's going to beat him in a Royal Rumble? Are we Are we including coaches? Are you going to say Diane? <laughs> no, I was, I was, well, I was actually I was, I was thinking Graham Roundtree actually, oh. because I just feel like he's just hardy. Like, but now that you said die young, I change all my answers. <laughs> <laughs> when you went court, it was the first one that popped into my head. Now I'm thinking who would win up the die young and, and Graham Roundtree. I feel like oh, Graham yes. Roundtree would kill him. I feel like Graham Roundtree would kill him. Hell in a cell, die young versus Graham Roundtree. I'm I'd so love that so much more than the rugby game. That's the problem. Yeah. Why don't Munster and Munster and whatever Cardiff are calling themselves now? Like, let's just not play that game this season and just do the coach thing instead. They have to have like old school like wrestling leotards though, like sort of like Danny DeVito from Always Sunny. Style. I would love that. Put Di Young <laughs> in one of them. Do you know when you said sexiest player? Uh, it's it's Di Young. I change all. Again, I change all my answers. Everything is Die Young. We're going to go back to the start. Uh, yeah, so best signing, Die Young. Um, <laughs> Biggest bastard, Die Young. Player yeah. of the season, Die Young. <laughs> um, no, I think it is Evan Etabeth because, of course, it fucking is. Look at him. Look, all I'm going to say is all we've ever seen Evan Etabeth do, other than look like an angry Borat, is grab all of some shit. He just it never does anything. I'm going, I'm throwing my weight behind youth and I'm going Dewey Lake. No man can look at a South African <laughs> with that you know much what? confidence without I actually no, I'm into that. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I will, but what I will say, what I will say about Evan Etzebeth is yeah, he's only grabbed shirts because that's when he's playing rugby. Like if you said this is a Royal Rumble, like he's gonna yeah. there'll be deaths. <laughs> I, I'm I'm still back in there. Look at those arms. I, I can imagine it getting down to like it's a Beth, Dewey Lake, and RG Snyman, and everyone just going home. Yeah, like this, this is never going to end. I did think oh, Snyman, but then I was like, you'll just get, give him a little shot on the back of the leg, and he'll be down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you've still got to get him over the rope though for a Royal Rumble. He's a well, big that's lad. the thing. You I don't know pick the rules, up RG sorry. Snyman with no knees, like he can't even stand himself. But I tell you, will Dewey Lake with those arms? I bet he can lift <laughs> RG Snyman, and he could hold on and pull himself back over the ropes, like everyone ever has has won a Royal Rumble I still think when it came down to it if it was the two of them Etzebeth would have it on size I feel like he'd get one punch in and it'd be lights out but mm-hmm. I do like it as an answer I think that that's a fu- that's a final two I think for sure yeah who's who's out first in a Royal Rumble who's the worst who's out first oh that's a- yeah George Ford Matthew Moore. And I love and I love George like he's my own child but fuck me he's got absolutely no chance Gary um, Ringrose. Matthew Morgan. Mm-hmm. Easily Matthew Morgan. Well, I no, it's Johnny. It's actually Johnny Sexton, isn't it? Because he's actually too old. Like, he's just... <laughs> he gets, yeah, he'll he's, get lost. He's he'll so get lost spiteful. and walk over the rope himself. 
like you, you know the really annoying ones that like grab the bottom rope and they don't let anybody lift them up and they just hold on for that's that's Johnny Sexton's spiteful prick. In both I can see George Horn ended up like five rows back as soon as as soon as the forward comes in, it's just gonna go. No, nope. it'd, be, it'd be someone like Mike Lowry because he's just too small. Like yeah, it's just, yeah, it's too easy like that. To, yeah. Mike yeah. Lowry, George Horn, Jamie Doby. No, I'm I'm saying like um Sexton's coming in as your Ric Flair type who's clearly too old, but he's sneaky enough to stay in there longer. Ah, uh, yeah, he's... Matthew Morgan's your guy who's running into the ring, sidestepping three people, and then running straight into Snyman and gets big boots, and then straight <laughs> over the top rope with one arm. Like, he's gone. <laughs> he, he just, like, really enthusiastically tries to close like Snyman, and Snyman just steps out of the way and he goes over the rope. <laughs> he just basically doesn't stop from one side to the other. Tries, tries to jump and he just catches him and just drops him over the other side. Oh, that's it. That's done. Thanks. If, of course, he's not stuck in a hotel room in South Africa. Um, we've picked our team's player of the season. Who do we think will be actual player of the season then? Go on, Patricia. Um, I said Lucanio Am because I was just kind of like, oh yeah, Lucanio Am plays in this league technically. So like, even if he doesn't play that much, he is still Lucanio Am, and I just feel like he'll play like four games, and they'll be the best four games that anyone has played ever, and that'll just be that because he's probably the best player in the world right now so it kind of makes sense that he would be the best player in the URC yeah Faye, and we've already shown a lot of love for um for centers even if this one doesn't and he plays game. for the shots he's a good looking center he's got well, that little cartoon mascot yeah and this it's given him his power like that'll be the tiebreaker <laughs> I mean so a little cartoon shark so angry at this <laughs> um Johnny your player of the season uh I said Ivan Roos who I think was fantastic last year. And for some reason, I, I still feel like he might not be involved too much with the Springboks. But then also they're bringing about 300 people up. So He'll play won't. in that game against Monster, won't he? That would yeah, be the probably, kind yeah. of... Yeah. Oh my God, that game is going to be diabolical. The team that South Africa are going to bring <laughs> up for that game is actually going to be just terrifying. But yeah, but yeah, I feel like he's going to spend more time playing and, and it was really, really good last year. And I think everybody kind of knows he's really good now. So you'll get a chance for to actually play with people watching. Yeah, that was my only hesitation with Lucanio Am was I was like, how much is he actually going to play? You kind of have to look sort of the level underneath the like bona fide test starters from every team. But then I was like, but he is also Lucanio Am. So yeah. yeah. Well, Lucanio Am is one of the, the two names that I've got down. Um for that he's he's one of the best backs in the world at the moment without doubt. Um, and I know they're not as important as forwards. But mm. he's still very, very good. So I, I had a hand down. I'm surprised that no one mentioned Eben in this one either. But I think the Sharks are going to have a fantastic season as well. And I think maybe if Sia Khaleesi can get a run going, especially around those times when the um, the, the Northern Hemisphere teams are not involved, that could be the one that, that wraps all up. Like the Six Nations rolls around towards the end of the season. There's going to be players taken out. That's why I'm terrified about by the time Munster get down there, because that's when they'll all be playing. Yeah. That's the run that they'll get because it'll be like a good run for them before the World Cup sort of prep stuff starts yeah. to get them like back into the swing. It's terrifying. I, I don't want to do it. That final kick on for the playoffs as well, which like without yeah. bringing it up again, like the year that the, the Scarlets won it, that, that was all they had essentially. Like up until December, we were shit. It was just that final run in that if you can get a, a good run going, then you, you're looking good. And I think the South African teams are going to be that. I, 
I'll I'll blend this straight into the next answer because I was going to say who's who's the overall winners, and for me, I think the Sharks could do it. Like I did write down the Sharks, yeah. I, I think this is, might be the most exciting season in terms of who could win it in many years. I think like, that there'll still be. I think a South African team will win it, and I think it will be the Sharks. But I think the sort of what we saw this season just gone with the way that um the South African teams had that sort of late surge yeah. and they really benefited from that like long run at home and the our teams aren't really sure how to deal with that and how to deal with sending like the, the mini tours that they have to do I think that adjustment will still be there for all of our teams um and like you know all the, the other teams from up here and then just like it, that will feed in well for the South African teams I think they'll have similar seasons in terms of like really pushing through into the playoffs even though it looks like they're none of them are having really good seasons, if that makes sense, like they did last season. And I think that the Sharks will be the ones this year that will will take I, it. Yeah. I agree. I I think it's probably the, the most in Celtic League, Pro 12, Pro 40, URC, Rainbow Cup, whatever you mean. Well, not Rainbow Cup, because fucking Benetton won that. And I still can't get my head <laughs> on that. But it's like Leinster could do it, Munster could do it. Sorry, Patricia, for putting the markers on them now. But the Stormers, the Bulls, but I, I can't see Munster could do it, but they won't. That's the thing. I think the final the final will be like Leinster Sharks or Stormer Sharks or Ulster Sharks. Ulster an outside shout. I think Ulster are probably weirdly the province most likely to do it, even though Leinster are there. Um I think Ulster, you know, were very unlucky to not be in the final last season and want to get to the final, anything could happen. So I just think that but I do think it'll be the Sharks. Uh, Johnny, who's your pick for the overall winners? Doesn't cause me any great happiness to say this, but I think it probably is going to be Leinster, to be honest. Um, I know, it's horrible. But uh, I think what you were saying, Patricia, is right about everyone still kind of trying to work out how they deal with the tours of the South African teams and stuff. And I think Leinster probably sent one team worse than they should have because they basically sent like their fucking fourths to South Africa last year. I think yeah. they could send their seconds, come up with a couple of wins. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people at the sharp end of Europe, uh, Leinster and their wee cabal of buddies included, and everybody involved uh, organising EPCR, did not expect the South African teams to be so good so quickly. And it's kind of taken a lot of people by surprise. I think that Leinster are probably more prepared for it this year. I think it'll be interesting to see how the South African teams balance Europe and the URC because obviously they didn't have to do that last season. I still think that they will get the same benefit from this end of season run. But if they have to sort of like chop and change their end of season home run with coming up to say like Thoman Park or, or Sandy Park or wherever to play European knockout games that I, that'll actually be really interesting as well. I still think the Sharks will win the league, like, but I think that um, that'll be it. It feels exciting because you can't. It's the same at same at international level. There's no one that you can pick and think they are good. They are going to win all. Like you know, they're where where it used to be. Say with like the All Blacks or whatever. Like you just anyone could do anything this season. It feels really exciting because it's kind of chaotic. It's all over the place. Yeah. I get the feeling that they kind of agreed to South African teams in the European Cup because they were like, oh, yeah, it's fine. We'll have a... We'll have a they thought it would be like three years fine. before they'd have yeah, to do it. Yeah, yeah. In, in two or three years, we might get a South African team. And now all of a sudden, they're like, what do you mean there's fucking four of them already? Hang on. <laughs> well, you see, like, you know, obviously they didn't have to cope with that last season, but obviously it's something they've never really had to deal with before ever. Like, 
but they it's, might just not care. Looking, you know, the way so, a lot of French yeah, teams France. just don't give a shit about it. Yeah, they might just do that. We actually just don't know. Yeah, I think, I, I think that the big reason that they've wanted to make this jump more than anything is because they want to be in the Anakin Cup. They want to prove out. Now, it's not in South African rugby mentality to not want to try and prove how good they are against other teams. I can't see them ever laying down in games with the French teams. That you said, like, sometimes they go and they're like, I don't know, but go on, we'll, we'll play Benetton. They might have a nice waffle restaurant nearby. But, like, I can't do you think that, a, Do you think the European Cups are a big deal to South African teams? I think they I are. Think only so. because like, they're, they're obviously the main thing for, for all of our teams. But I, I think for them, they're like, oh, it's just a wee extra to be in the league. I, no, I, I think, think it will be. I think it might be that this year, and then they might be like, "Oh, this is a big deal up here. Like maybe we should actually try at this." But I think that I still think that their focus will be the URC because it's like it's a new thing. They're coming into a an existing thing with the Heineken Cup, whereas with the URC, they changed the yeah, whole league exactly. and sort of started again when they came in. So it felt like, from their point of view, that they were on a level standing with the rest of us because it was an entirely new. It was the same competition, like, but it was an entirely new brand and setup and everything. Whereas with Europe, they're coming into something that is so established and means so much to some of these clubs that I feel like they might just be like, okay, this season we'll see what it's about, and then if they, you know, if they're interested, like, then when they inevitably all get into it again next season, they they'll go, oh, we could actually give a proper go at this now because it's actually a big deal. I, I, I think they like. I think they really innocently look at Leinster and go, why what are those four stars for? Why did they not line up properly? Why are they sideways? If someone's asked Josh, <laughs> someone's phoned Josh Van der Fleer and said, here, Josh, <laughs> why are they sideways? They think it's their energy efficiency rating. That's what they um, <laughs> no, well, Josh Van der Fleer and South African mates from South Africa phoned him up. Yeah. I, I think they'll go out their hammer and tongs. I think they'll, they'll really want it personally. I think they've gone to Super Rugby and... and you know, done the things they've done in the past and then proved themselves they, they Yeah, but it's like what Patricia said about the URC, though. They were involved in Super Rugby basically from the start. Whereas with the Heineken Cup, they're coming in where there's like a, a handful of teams that really, really, really cared about the Heineken I Cup. I just think if you came into something like the Heineken Cup where it's, to you, it's completely new and it's so established to all of us and you heard the way that, like, the the media and everything talk about say those European nights in Thoman Park as I put it in air quotes like because it's kind of bullshit kind of isn't but I think if you came into something like that you'd be like whoa that's clearly kind of a big deal and we're why are we you know why are we here kind of thing I think they might just be like should we even try at this because it it's kind of their thing that we've showed up to whereas with the URC it was so level from the start but I think it'd be really interesting to see how how it pans out if they try and then it doesn't go very well, will they just think, oh, well, fuck it then, we'll just go full bore into the URC and we'll have, you know, three of the four semi-finalists will be South African teams or something? Uh, see, I, I, for me, I think the South African rugby mentality is we want to go there and twat everyone. And whoever you think are your biggest teams, well, well this is your best team in France, no worries, we'll, we'll beat them as well. But I, I don't think they're going to go in there anything other than wanting to smash every fucker because that's, that's the way that they are. Um... And then seamlessly into the link of who do we think is going to win the Heineken Cup then? And I'm guessing none of us are going South Africa. No. Toulouse. Toulouse? I think, surely. 
I think it will be, I think Toulouse will be the other finalist, but I think, and I'm going to say, I'm putting it out here now, Saracens are back, guys. We're not, we've escaped, we escaped them for whatever it was, a year and a half. Saracens are back, I think. Leinster, Leicester, sorry, we're having a, a narrative season last season, and I think that they were kind of nearly always going to win that premiership because it was like, it was the, like the story was written. It felt almost like, that's the end of it was such a it felt like a foregone conclusion almost even though it was a very even final and Saracens had a great run sort of second half of the season last season but I think that Saracens um I just think they're back I think that they didn't have to really once they did their relegation they didn't really have to sell anyone they just came up with like pretty much the same squad and now they're they're back and they're great again and I think that yeah I think it'll be Saracens unfortunately um, I'm basing it on Dr. Harley Worthy's theory that success is inversely proportional to the beauty of a kit. And so I'm picking Leinster. And he's an actual scientist. And despite what certain people claim on Twitter, that you shouldn't listen to experts, completely forgetting why people are experts in the first place and what that actually means, Harley must be right if he says that because he, he's an actual scientist. I didn't realise he was a scientist specialising in kit-beauty-to-success ratio. Let's not talk about what he's a scientist in, Johnny. That's not important. <laughs> I think that if the science points towards Leinster winning the Heineken Cup, we should question the science. <laughs> I'd like to see the peer review, is all I'm saying. I like talking to Exeter Chiefs. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, what, I got a new phone. I got a new phone last week and I picked up 5G for the first time of the day. I shot myself. I was like, oh my God, where's my, <laughs> where's I mean, the tinfoil like, hat, guys? I don't think that's what Exeter was claiming would happen to you if you used 5G. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a side effect. Um, I, I've just got a feeling that it's going to be Leinster. Like I, when I, I was doing the questions out there and I was looking at which French team I thought it was that would win it. And I don't, I, I've got, it's going to be Lens then and we're all going to be disappointed. Um, but yeah, that, that's, where, that's where I'm throwing my hat, unfortunately. Sorry, I apologise for ending this on a donor. I always try to end it on I just think I just think Saracens are back, you know. With, like, See, at least I'm it. quite happy with my pick. I, you I, you I, two I, picked horrible teams. I don't even, to be honest though, when Saracens got to that Premiership final last year, I was like, why do I not hate them? Why am I not disgusted that they're here? Owen Farrell's playing really well. It's making me really like them. I, I, was, I was uncomfortable with it, but I was like, do you know what? I like both of these teams. That Leicester Saracens final, I was like, for me, this is two fully likable teams right now. And it felt weird. Um, yeah, I, I, Johnny, I do feel a bit like um, I'm Brad Pitt opening the box at the end of seven. I do feel when I had the realization that that's probably like for me it's going to be Leinster. It was like when Morgan Freeman shouts John Doe as the hub hand. I, I, I was, I, I just can't see past them and I don't know why. I really hope I'm wrong. I would gladly be wrong on this one, but I think it's them. I don't think that Leinster have overcome their inability to beat teams who can bully their forwards. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really see what's changed for Leinster to make that a thing that happens. They've signed, they've signed Jason Jenkins, who played three games for Munster last season, and like I, I guess maybe he'll fix it. He is massive, like, but I just, yeah, I'm not sure that Leinster. I could see them winning the URC before I could see them winning Europe. Um, more than who they've brought in as well is kind of the players they've lost. I think they've lost a couple of players who were perhaps past Devin Turner's retired. I've retired. 
they can't they can't they can't recover from that like they can't recover from that they've lost Devon Toner what are they they've lost Fergus McFadden in the last couple of years they're reeling like well I think Devon Toner is now going to actually do what he should have been doing which is standing on street corners with bags of uh, premium strength lager which is what he looks like he should be doing all the time anyway whenever I see him in a truck seat like but yeah, I, I, sorry, I, I think it's going to be that. I, I've got no reasoning behind it. I really no, look, I, like I'm, I keep trying to fight. I keep trying to fight you on it because I just can't. Yeah, I can't think accept. about it. I <laughs> can't think about it. It's one of the seven steps of dealing with grief. It's fine. Like we know that denial is the first step. Step three: Saracens are back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you go in, oh, I don't want the depressing thought of Leinster winning. I hope it's Saracens instead. <laughs> um, and I think that's all we've wrote. So, unless there's anything else we want to add to the exciting URC, I genuinely am excited. Every time I say it, I sound like I'm being sarcastic, but no, I I'm genuinely excited. am excited. I'm looking forward to it, yeah. I think it'll, it'll be a good season. I'd say it's probably the most um, exciting, closest season that we've had in this league for a while, and so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So that's all that's left is for me to thank you. So thank you, Patricia, as always, for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Johnny, for being on and for doing more prep work than you initially let on. <laughs> I told you, I know, I know what I'm going to say. I'm just like Jay-Z, I just don't write it down. <laughs> uh, I think Billy Connolly used to do gigs in the same way, didn't he? That, that's my reference. I don't mm-hmm. think Jay-Z. Um, although Rock Nation... Jay-Z owns the URC. Yeah, yeah that was, that was the whole is. point of my like, swift little finish there. Oh, I missed it, sorry. I, you, you, you're obviously too cool for me, Johnny. You disrespected... The Lord of the URC. Yeah. <laughs> the Lord You've of the my URC. <laughs> I am the Lord of the URC. Um, <laughs> and a massive thank you to uh, Ryan Worley for everything he's put into this for the past two years because he fair play to him. He, he worked his heart out on doing this. So um, he will be on a couple of times in this season, but not as regular as he was before. But thank you, Worley, for everything you've done there. And thanks to you for listening. Thanks for coming. You've been listening to Rock and Roll. If you've stuck with us this far, leave us a review. Follow us not just here, but on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And drop us a message. You're a pretty friendly bunch. It'll be great to hear from you no matter what you want to say. And we'll see you next time. Thanks very much for listening. Bye for now. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.